Hey, what's up, La Familia? You crazy football-loving nutters. This is Ray Hudson, and you are luxuriating and listening to the Inter Miami podcast with a stupefyingly magnificent Jay and Alex. Two lads who are as electrifying as a hairdryer thrown into a hot tub. Stay tuned, because you know what it's going to be. It's going to be magisterial with an amplifier. The goal scorer, Morgan, and he's done it again. Lewis Morgan with a second of the match. He won't even have the goal. It's Brandon Top 90. It's a sensational first goal for Gonzalo Higuain. It's been two days, bud. Sometimes you just got to. You got to peel off those sweatpants you've been wearing. You got to brush off the Cool Ranch Doritos. Stop gorging on the ice cream. Turn your frown upside down because you know what? We've got a midweek game and there is nothing more that I love than a midweek game. So I don't want to see any frowns here from any of you. No frowns over here, bud. No frowns. I think I know one thing that you actually enjoy more than a midweek game. And that's a good empanada. <laughs> I was thinking there, but you do know me. I do love a good empanada. Oh, well, welcome, everyone, to the Inner Miami Podcast. I'm Jay Kington, as always, alongside Mr. Alex Papa George. We are here in better spirits than we typically are because we're taking that one with a grain of salt, baby. We've got a, an exciting matchup this week that we're going to be at. Uh, love the cooler, the later games, not the not the 6 p.m. games where the sun's still uh, thumping you on your forehead consistently, but you know the later games when that sun sets and the atmosphere gets a little cooler. Those are, at least in my opinion, the best Inter Miami games to be out and we're going to get into the next game we are going to cover the previous game slight switch of format over here i believe and uh excited about this man excited yeah Yeah, listen you know i could tell you one thing that's worse than a six o'clock game and that's a (laughs) 3 30 game you know like at least the second half we're getting a little bit of that sunset and hey you know our seats happen to be in some optimal prime location in the stadium. You know, we don't have to worry about that sun going over there at the end. That's true. But, you know, the way to really get shredded and lose weight is just be assaulted by the sun at 3 p.m. You sweat when you walk to the to the tailgates. You sweat from the tailgate to the stadium. And you don't stop sweating until you get back in your car blasting AC. No, it is in full heat and summertime here down in South Florida. But from the top, we have some pretty exciting stuff to go over here. And like Jay said, a midweek game against the Chicago Fire that we're going to talk about. But first, our first loss in five games. What in the heck is happening to our back line? And last but not least, Robbie, oh Robbie, where art thou, Robbie? Indeed. But we did have a good time Saturday watching this game. We did. You showed up. Some of us more than others. You showed up really just ready to go. Just just slurring left and right, man. It was a, it was a good time, though. Regardless, we had fun on this one. It, it was one of those times, actually the only time that I've actually said, you know, Sherry, you, you got to take the keys on this one. I just, I, you know, this just ain't going to work. We spent a day down in Miami, and she was uh, grace gracefully enough to uh, allow me to drink my face off down in Wynwood and had an enjoyable time. And I said, Jay. 
Yeah, bro, you texted me at like 2 p.m. Yeah, I was like, Jay, I'm, I'm, I'm coming in hot, bro. <laughs> it was, a, and then the girls had to run off to go to the bar that uh, Chloe left her card at on my birthday, like what, three weeks ago? I was going to say, is that like two months in the making right uh, now? It, it seemed like it was forever ago. So they left, uh, left us to our own devices and, uh, and we got at it. Yes, we did. And Jay, you actually made some pretty fire homemade chili. I, uh, I knew you had it in you, but I never tasted that before. Yeah, man, it's a old, old world, old family recipe, but uh, we're not here to talk about my chili. I'm not giving that recipe up. We are here to talk about Inner Miami, though. We are pumped about this show. Again, not so pumped about the recent result, but hey, whatever. We will take the four uh, games unbeaten during this gauntlet of a stretch for us. It all starts to get easier from here, or does it? Well, yeah, right. we were talking about that, and that's a little foreshadowing for the end of this show when we go over our next match against the Chicago Fire. But guys, listen, we got a lot of people hitting us up on social medias talking about what in the hell happened to Inter-Miami this last weekend against NYCFC. And guys, I got to say, relax. In the words of A.A. Ron, relax, everybody. This was a very tough game and this nycf team is explosive from top to bottom they perform on the offense and on the defensive side guys this is the fifth team right now in the supporter shield race second in the east second in goals scored in the entire mls and you know when you have a goalkeeper by the name of sean johnson you know stuff is a little bit difficult to get back behind and keeping all in a little bit of context i did say that this is one of the highest scoring uh teams in the league we are sitting at the 25th highest scoring team in the league and keep in mind there are only 27 teams in the mls so you know not to mention they were coming off of a nail biting loss against pumas in the league cup that went over in pks so unfortunately it was just a little bit of a tough opponent at a tough time we were definitely riding a high but hey as we talk about in the crypto market as we talk about in the stock market there is bull and bears and right now we got hit with a little bit of a bear down here so we are two two and one in the last five games and you know i guess jay you know there's been a lot of backlash over this game do you think it's justified uh in the grand scheme the bigger picture no uh, on individual performances uh yes you know this is a tough team but hey we have had results against better defenses but this was just kind of frustrating uh from the get-go and you're right you know we are was that actually i think second to last in, in scoring in the league so we need to find out a way to really up that but what most impressed me honestly man is the fact that you quoted shakespeare then used a term like foreshadowing so i'm gonna let mama know that liberal arts english degree is really starting to pay off here <laughs> but uh but no yes it sucks yes we didn't get papa john's yes we had to eat clean on a sunday <laughs> but it's one loss it's okay. We've had plenty of losses this season. This was, I think, a minor step back. You know, we have been seeing continuous baby step as uh, baby steps as Phil likes to to call them. As far as improvement, this seems stagnant and a step back. But we got to turn it around. Uh, I think the biggest part here is is the mental aspect. You know, because we were confident, we were feeling ourselves, and we we really want to make sure that we're keeping that. We don't want to get back down in the dumps where we you know they score one goal earlier in the season, we just hang our heads and that's basically the game. Uh, they didn't give up here. They still tried to fight and get uh, some sort of uh, score on the board or fight for at least a point, but 
sometimes it just doesn't happen like that, but it doesn't. And actually, you know, as, as you were talking, no Papa John's for the first time in quite some time. And I know two people under the same household that you live in that are probably pretty damn excited about that. <laughs> they don't even like it. I, I mean, I like, I don't even love it, but I just force it down their throat. Just, just, just because we have to, because we have to enjoy it. Um, well, you don't know when they're going to come. Yeah. But like th things I don't like, um, things I don't like in real life, things I love in FIFA, the four, three, three, you know, love that, love that in FIFA. Don't love that on inner Miami. I don't know why we keep trying to do that. We did that the first half against the Orlando game. And, uh, that was really just trying to play to the half without getting scored on, which didn't work out. So I don't know why we're going back to that. It's really not something that we're finding success in. Yeah. I mean, why, well, I mean, let's talk about that, right? Like why make that change when something was being effective? Why go back to our own ways? I'm not sure. He said that everyone, you know, they're comfortable in the the five three two, the four three three, the four two three one. Uh, scrap the four three three altogether. Uh, it, maybe the I just don't know if we have the players to really play in a successful four three three, giving our our issues of really controlling possession and being able to move with ease. But with that that five three two and with that four two three one, it seems better. So I hope that is one of the one of the last times we're going to see that all season. I'm you know. If it ain't broke, why fix it? And it seemed like we were on a, a roll. I would have to assume that this was some sort of tactical decision on what Phil saw. But given to your point that you stated last episode, this is a very high scoring team. Why not come out with that five at the back, or at least technically three center backs and two wing backs and, and have that additional defensive support? I honestly, I don't know. And I don't know if we will ever know. It's like the Tootsie Pop question. Uh, listen, we got to get that formation back out there. I'm partially a little bit, you know, kind of waiting on, waiting for when Robbie comes back into the lineup and see if he kind of gets, you know, injected into that kind of front position that Lewis Morgan had been playing. And I think that that may be a little bit of spark in offense that we need. And, you know, we talked about it. We danced around it, but we did lose two to zero against NYCFC. Game started strong for the first quarter, if I can say, you know, first 20 minutes or so. Then uh, our buddy Castellanos put in his first of two goals against Nick Marsman. Uh, at home, NYCFC was 7-2-1, and one, so they don't like losing at home. That is a fact. And, you know, listen, man, looking at this game from a little bit higher of a level, we over, we lacked overall creativity around the pitch and really kind of around that final third that seems to be a little bit too consistent with our club's play and on the back back third really was organization i just thought there were holes all over the place there were mental errors being given and you know we're going to talk about leardom and his uh you know hands up approach to playing defense and football but uh, it's just not the way to do it it is definitely not the way to do it if you want to win games i mean obviously very poor at finishing uh, gonzalo had a really nice breakaway. Um, I understand it was hard to control that ball, but went for a chip instead of just that was ripping a minute it. Minute twenty-two, right where he dinked it over Sean's head and it bounced off the top, yeah, bar. top, top of the to bar. Uh, can't quote the the actual minute here off the top of my head, but yeah, I mean, we got caught off sides often. We've actually been really good at that uh, for the previous several games, um, and of course we're we're gonna reclaim our uh, our title on most yellow cards in the league, but. A lot of a lot of penalties we were giving up in um, both in and around the box, and this is just stuff that it's not it's it's the fundamental stuff you can't do. And if you do this, then you're obviously going to put yourself in a bad position. We put ourselves in several bad positions, and these are the results we are going to get. Uh, the only real 
plus is as far as like closing down and, and, and making interceptions or stealing the ball, the, the back line did have seemed to have some success with that. But overall, this was, you know, we said taking a step back, but it seems like there wasn't that cohesiveness that we, we need from our back line. There wasn't. And, you know, I think that this was, again, kind of just one of those words that we're going to keep bringing up. And that's just kind of expectation setting. This NYCFC team came out on fire and, you know, they put us away early and they didn't let us breathe after that. And that's just kind of the reality. And, you know, on a little bit of level two data here, Jay, I'm actually looking at this right now, bud. And did you know that this was the eighth time in this season that we've gone scoreless? I did not, but that is a not an attractive number. That is not. And guess what? There's not too many games that you're going to win with zero goals. Not at all. Not at all. It's uh, it's embarrassing. No, but the, like the, the thing is, and what everyone needs to realize as well is maybe we got lulled to sleep with the four-game unbeaten streak, like thinking it was all over and we're only going to trend up from here. It, it just doesn't work like that. Uh, I think that was a, a stern reminder that while we have made some improvements, we still have quite a ways to go. Yeah. Where consistency comes to mind, and that's really where good teams stand out. You know, they tie wins together, and they don't have these mental gaps, and they don't lose these types of games, which, again, we were not expected to win this game. We were a heavy underdog in this match, but, again, this just kind of rolls up to... <laughs> when are we not? <laughs> hey, man. You know, I was looking at the line a little bit earlier, and we may not be an underdog this coming wednesday but again don't want to jinx any of that going on but vegas, uh, uh, vegas will curse us for sure yeah you know vegas has been wrong on a few a uh, few of these lines here for inter miami this year well let's get into some proprietary proprietary uh jay's game time stats you're not going to find this stuff on the internet this is exclusive inter miami podcast right here let's get into the possession wise oh man back on the uh the negative side here 53 percent to new york city 47 percent to inter miami as far as shots go New York City had 12. They had three on target, and they were lethal with uh, with really just two of those. Uh, we had seven, but four on target. So, yes, technically we had more shots on target, but overall uh, less shots. And for us to win, I really think we need 12 or more shots per game. Total passes, uh, we had a great stat line last game, but uh, NYCFC at 445, and remind me at 387. Passing accuracy, very similar, 82 Point seven to NYCFC, 81.9 to Inter Miami. So can't really blame them on that. We did have a lot of corners in this game. We did not convert any of these corners on this game. Um, as far as offsides, this is something that I've been very impressed with. Is this very few offsides uh, throughout like the past really almost two months, I'd say. Uh, but here, you know, coming out, coming out hot with three, and then of course three yellow cards to get up and reclaim that. Overall fouls are pretty split, 17 to New York City, 16 to Inner Miami. No red cards on the game. If you watched that, you would have known. And that's my stats. Jays. Jays. Game time stats. Game time stats. Well, I find it odd, dude. This is uh this is kind of one of those games that you look at and you know, yeah, the it was not trending in the right direction for us by any means. And if you compare those stats with the last month's play stats, I think you're going to see a pretty glaring weekend um, difference there, but we actually had more shots on goal. And, you know, with a goalkeeper like Sean Johnson playing goalie, you better bring your a game. This is a club from all different levels. That's super talented offense, midfield defense, goalkeeper. They are very, very sharp. And you're going to see this club make a strong playoff push when it comes down to it and you know at the end of the day we had a goose egg 
in the scoring category. And like I just said, there's not many games that you're going to win with a zero goal uh, result. That is just not going to get it done, but something we've seen consistent. And before we even jumped on the pod, Jay was looking at some stats and you even mentioned the New England Revolution have doubled our goal total More in the season. Double. It's something like up like 250% from what we're putting on the, on the old uh, goals scores column so it's just not going to get it done this is just a consistent you know type of performance that we've seen from this club thus far this year and i mean yeah you can get mad at leardom for you know giving up that header you know to valentin and you know having that you know that 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 handball inside of the goal where they gave up to second goal to valentin but he wasn't going to score us any goals that's a fact i mean but you look at this like if you didn't know the score of this game and just looked at this this stat line, I mean you really want to be able to tell who won the game. It, it, it wasn't like we, the the stats weren't horrible, but just overall we we just weren't getting it done. And then a lot of people want to put blame on on Kevin Leardam, obviously involved with both goals and you know falling asleep at the wheel a little bit there. But he's really not not the problem. That's I think just a, a kind of product of the entire uh, system. Just because he had one bad game does not, um, you know, outweigh the, the the several good games he's put together for us in the past. So, but it's tough. Well, one of the changes that I wanted to see on the pitch, and hopefully we see this sometime soon, is Indiana getting the start in midfield. Put him in there. We need his energy throughout this and throughout the entire match. We see it all the time. We lack offensive creativity and it seems like when he's in there he's at least on level 10 100 of the time right because jay even when we were sitting uh pretty close to the field at the nashville game you know when i tapped you on the shoulder i was like dude like blaze has got to run into these open spaces in front of the goal and try and put one in back of the net we don't do that we don't rush to open space and create these passing lanes for us to play through the middle versus the outside so i gotta ask did we come out too conservative in this game with uyoya starting and Instead of maybe Indiana, seeing how that would maybe cause a spark in such a game that we discussed where it's going to be a high scoring game. If we're going to compete, this game's going to go over full four goals in total. I would love to see it as well. I think the only issue here is that Phil absolutely loves Uyoya and, and wants to play him as, as much as he can. Um, what I do want to see is Matuidi, like the second half, just he really gets gassed. I'd like to see Indy brought on much earlier if he's not going to be a starter, but he seems to inject. Uh, energy into this team and, and he he makes runs he opens up plays all of the stuff you want to see whereas there were times of this game it looked like we were playing last year we're just you know no one's moving no one's playing for each other no one's trying to get open they're all just hoping that whoever has the ball can do something that's never really going to work as far as like the backline troubles that we've we saw it's, I, I got to imagine it's pretty tough switching from five at the back to four at the back and, and having different roles when you go from a four, three, three or a four, two, three, one stuff of that nature. So until we get something ironed out, you can tell that like as people are having individual performances, you know, like I thought, um, the beast himself, Christian McCoon had an amazing game last time, but he doesn't come on till late, you know, they're, they're rotating in different positions and, there's got to be that cohesiveness, even though they have great individual individual performances and can win games. There's still issues that seem like they should already be smoothed over, and we shouldn't be seen. And going back to Leardam, I mean, the first goal completely fell asleep, left Tati Castellanos wide open for a, a not easy header. It's not like that was a give me. I mean, that was a, a tough header to, to put on 
the target to where he did. And then you go to the second one of that handball, homie, you know you can't throw your hands up like that. That's going to get called every single time. Keep them by your side, put them behind your back, and you're, unfortunately, it results in two goals. I mean, you gave up two goals to NYCFC, but luckily you've had a spree of good games before that to where we're not going to completely crush you or call for you to be, you know, removed from the starting lineup or anything. But maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it gives, you know, Leardham a little bit more uh, drive and, and, and more focus during game times. But I mean, like that, why throw your hands up? There was no way that shot by Tiago was going to go in. That was just a bad handball. You don't need to do that. You know, it reminded me of like Luis Suarez and what World Cup was that, 2010? where he straight up swatted the ball, got the red card, and in that game, your way goes on to win. But uh, that's not going to work for us, homie. We are not, uh, certainly not Uruguay. But uh, yeah, it's it's tough, man. It's tough because you are riding high. You're feeling great. The dip's over, you know. We're going to the moon. And then, nah, uh, slight red ball. <laughs> To the moon. To the moon. Well, how many times has that happened? But uh, rope pulls vicious. <laughs> Inter Miami is the, is the cryptocurrency team oh, of the Jesus. MLS, bro. Oh, like, man. where the revs are like gold or silver, like constantly trending. Well, listen, Leardom had his, uh, definitely didn't have a bunch of positive moments in this. And he definitely had the spotlight with a couple negative ones with both of these goals really kind of being directly correlated to him and especially you know it seemed like the first goal was really when it kind of all started to fall apart and then the second goal was really just kind of the kick in the nuts as we were going in a halftime but memory it could have three me, very true he this was an extra time in the first half i believe that that second goal actually happened with the handball so uh, it was right in the, the the start of the second half. It was right yeah, in the start yeah. of the second. So that's a tough way to start the second half. too. Yeah. That's probably even worse. But, you know, outside of Leardom, I thought, you know, like you said, you know, switching between formations makes it a suit makes it pretty tough. We don't really understand how tough that is. But I mean, the oh, other no, person, never mind. you're right. You're right. It was the 46 minute of the first half. So it was in the extra time. You're right. I thought so. I thought I wasn't going crazy over here. But the other person I want to kind of touch on because he kind of got a stiff arm like Barry Sanders used to give people back in the day or Walter Pitt or you know Ladanian Thomas and you name it but Nico 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 got a one hell of a stiff arm from Castellanos and he just seemed kind of like kind of playing careless all game you know giving up bad balls you know being a little bit you know a little bit uh what's the right word being a little bit too careless careless is that that is exactly the word i was thinking he of. got got nico got nico because usually he's the one throwing people down or dishing out stiff bash brothers and it seemed dude. like he got bashed <laughs> dude that was that was pretty filthy he just straight up pushed him away uh that's i believe it, i mean honestly we were we were really having a good time during this game but that's the one where he just tried to nick it and went wide i believe um could have could have very well had a hat trick we're lucky it wasn't yeah and then the uh, last player that we just we need to get him out on the pitch healthy is Robbie Robinson, man. <laughs> we just need to give him two full leg casts. Can someone just, strap like a GPS to this guy's like, <laughs> like, where are you, bro? But like put him in a wheelchair while he's not out on the pitch. But I don't know, man, Robbie, it, it seems like he's in some type of concussion protocol. It's, it's difficult to get any type of information. Seemed like he got banged up. <laughs> I, the, I bet the lights were out of his house and like ran to a cabinet. <laughs> Smack. 
<laughs> oh man, but uh, the team could uh, could really use Robbie. You know, he's been playing super good, especially when he is not dealing with a hamstring injury or concussion protocol or whatever else has hit him here this year. But you know, you can tell this this team needs him. Where we need offense, we really need Robbie. He is one of our few truly creative players that can make stuff happen. And when we don't have him, we kind of get back to that uh, that stagnant role. It's crazy because we play so well with Robbie just causing havoc all over that left side typically. And we really miss him. We hope that he's recovering well. We hope that he can you know, count the number of fingers on a hand when they hold it up in front of him because we need him back out there, bud. Yeah, he adds that dynamic element that we just don't have out there, and he's really kind of owned that spot on the pitch when he does play it up on the left wing. So he just gets injured so much. It's sad. Like it's you're so young, and you don't want to see that of a young player too, mm -hmm. right? You don't want them to be injury prone, and this is just a tough way to start this start his career. Yeah, I mean, it's been stop and go, stop and go, stop and go. I mean, he could have really by now had many many goals under his belt. But it's tough. That entry bug gets you, man. And, and you're in, you're out, you're hot, you're cold. Whatever that song is, you know what I'm getting at. Yes, but the silver lining is we do have another match coming up pretty quick. Pretty quick. This podcast is releasing on Tuesday. And by the time you're listening to this, the game will be over or it will be almost being played. Shocker, gonna, right? <laughs> going to curve the bad news and just focus on the good stuff. Let's really hope so, man. But this game is going on Wednesday what is it? August 14, 730 Eastern Standard Time against the Chicago Fire at home. So this will be a home game, everybody. So do show, out, do show out for this game. It will be a blast. And as Jay said, it is pretty much a night game, even a sun setting, probably around like 830 or so. It seems like nowadays it will be a night game, so it will not be as hot. Chicago Fire are currently the 10th in the Eastern Conference with 20 points, five wins, nine losses, and five wins to their name. <laughs> what? Five I think five draws. Yeah, you're right. Five <laughs> draws. Five, five wins, nine losses, and five draws to be exact, you know, to be exact on there. But uh, this is a big game, everybody. This is a game that we need to win. Not only should we win this game, but this has huge implications on the playoff push right now this this is these are the games mm. that you really need to win if we win this game against chicago this coming wednesday we are seven points behind that final seed in the east which is our neighbors montreal so if we can pull out this win this is certainly going to be one of those games that goes a long way to see how we do end up at the end of the season and i mean listen you know uh, this team, this, 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 this team's on a bit of a hot streak, you know, over the last four games, they are unbeaten. I'm looking back right now and it looks like they had a one, one tie against Philadelphia, a zero, zero tie against NYCFC, and then a two, one win against the Red Bulls. And most recently a one, a win against the Columbus crew. So although this team is 10th in the East, they are on a bit of a roll, kind of like we were last week. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. I'm going to go ahead and say that I think this is a must-win game. If we're going to continue trying to climb our way into the playoffs, this is where it gets easier. This is finally where it gets easier. So, what, five or six brutal games, and we're going up against a team that is on a streak right now. We have to really fully focus. Play your role. Play for the man to your left. Play for the man to your right, north and south of you. Just come out together let it go. Let the loss go. Refocus and let's 
do this. We cannot take any more L's. We really need to go on another unbeaten streak. Well, this is a huge month for us in general, not just focused on Chicago, but let's focus on this month next ahead of us. So the next 30 days, we're actually looking at Toronto after this Chicago game. So playing this upcoming weekend, we're taking on Toronto. After that, we got our match against Orlando City in Orlando. Following that, Cincinnati, then Columbus crew, which can you talk about a big game buying for playoff position? And then last but not least, we end this next month with Toronto as well. And Toronto is one of the worst, if not the worst teams in the entire league. So we're going to have to see how we deal with the next five games because this is huge for us. It is. It is. But the players to watch here, I mean, they've they've got some people that can, that can make you hurt. Uh, Luka Stojanovic. Team high six goals right now is a 6-2 midfielder. He was named to the Week 18 MLS Player of the Week, which was last week for his two-goal performance and the win against the New York Red Bulls. So he was actually the Player of the Week. Oh, Player of the Week. Sorry, sorry. Both of those goals came before the eighth minute. Wow, man. Let's hold on. Let's just let's just make it out of the first 10 minutes, boys. Uh, Ignacio Alaceda. Four to three goals. He was named the MLS Player of the Week a few months ago in Week 11. But hey, don't don't, don't let these stats scare you. We just had a three-week stretch of having players on MLS Team of the Month. So hey, anyone can find a good stat about you. Uh, on the back line, Boris Sekulic has been causing problems for opposing teams really all year. Stud, stud, stud. He's one of the team leaders in assists. Uh, he's got four. We could, we should, and we would come out with a W. What are your predictions, bud? It's going to be a high-scoring one. It's going to be a really high-scoring one. I think we're going to say 3-1 to one, enter Miami. Ooh. I don't know why. I don't know why because there's nothing telling me that we are at all capable of putting in three goals in one match, let alone three goals over the course of a month. But I think that this is going to be our game. I think that we're going to see Robbie back on the pitch. And I honestly think, Jay, here's my hottest take for the week. I think we're going to see a Lewis Morgan goal. Oh, man. I would love that. I know the whole, the whole fan base would love that. This would be, what, the third time in our club's history we scored three goals? We scored that many times? Once against Orlando. Um, once against Cincinnati this season. Hey. So, hey. Third time's a charm. We can do this. We can do this. It's going to be a, an interesting game. Obviously, both teams are in the bottom of the East. So, you know, they're also coming out with the same attitude that this is a must-win game. They're trying to turn their season around. So I guess this will kind of be a, a little dogfight here to see who can be uh, – that's what I mean to say, but who can be the best uh, loser, I guess. Yeah, let's don't use the, that, that, that term. I almost went game. very un-PC. Maybe, I'm glad I caught Maybe myself. like the, the best of the worst. The best of the worst. That sounds better. Sounds That's, way better. Yeah, okay. More positive. Uh, but yeah, man, I cannot wait for it. You're going to be there. I'm going to be there. It's going to be cool. Hopefully, knock on wood, no hurricanes or anything like that. And um, very loud there. But uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Again, quick episode. We're not going to focus on the negatives. We're staying positive, baby. We will see you out of that stadium. If you don't already, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Inter Miami Podcast. Twitter is at Inter MIA Podcast. And um yeah, man, we actually uh, low-key got a little little pleasant surprise coming out for everyone in a, in a couple of weeks. We'll say, uh, say a few things on it, and one will be that there will be a pre-order event going down. Very excited to share one of our new creations. 
Gotta love our creations there, bud. Gotta love it, man. I'm about to quit my job and move to New York to the fashion district. <laughs> anyway, as we end every episode, vamos Miami. Vamos Miami. <laughs>